Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C., as always, and coming up today in this post all-star beginning of the second half of the season episode we break down the Mavericks upcoming schedule what we think our record will be and what our overall record will be at the end of the season so right away before we get into anything before we talk about what this season holds and where we're going first things first let's talk about the all-star game well Let's just call it what it is. The All-Star Game is not designed for Luka and his style of play, especially right now at this point in Luka's career because he is still such just a big fan of the NBA. You can see it in Luka when he's out there. He's too busy just trying to watch everybody as opposed to playing. And that's just probably the best thing about Luka. He loves the game so much. And even though he currently plays in the league, he's still a fan of of the game and watching great basketball. So it's it's not a situation where we're just going to get a lot of points from Luka. Not at this point in his career. Maybe later on down the road after a few All-Star games under his belt, he'll actually try to go after a, an MVP of one and maybe put up some of these big points like some of these other guys. But that's not really what it's about. Luka definitely didn't put up any huge numbers in the game, although he did play, I believe, the most minutes uh, than any player in the All-Star game, which was funny to see considering he didn't really get the ball in his hands a whole lot, which is just a whole nother story. The, the ball just was never past his direction, so there's not a whole lot he could do. But Luka did have eight points, eight assists, and three rebounds. He did have a nice dunk uh, on a drive, but of course there's little to no defense in the All-Star game. So those dunks don't mean as much, especially in the, I believe it was the first quarter or second quarter in which he did it. So not a big deal there, but he did hit a couple step back threes the way we love to see. And it's always exciting for Mavs fans to get to see that side of him when he's out there. So obviously he was on Team LeBron and Team LeBron won every single quarter and pretty much won the overall game. And hey, it's just another win under Luka's belt and we're definitely going to take it. So let's just say um, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about when it comes to Luka in the All-Star game, but it's always good to see him there. As I said, I expect to see some big All-Star game numbers out of Luka later on in the years. But right now, since he is such a fanboy of the Dallas Mavericks, I mean, of the NBA in general, it's hard for him to sometimes concentrate out there. You can see it just how excited he is. Of course, we won't even mention the skills challenge in which he <laughs> uh, just got outright burned uh, by Sabonis, but Luka didn't even appear to try and just pretty much let Sabonis run away with it. And it was funny to see Luka's response where he uh, tweeted out that he uh, let his nerves get the best of him <laughs> and he didn't warm up before he actually went out there. So no big deal there. Always still good to see a Maverick represented in the All-Star game and in some of the skills challenges. So fun for the Mavericks in that regard. And uh, definitely couldn't go on talking about anything else until I just at least mentioned the All-Star game and what Luka did there. So many more for him to come. 
many more exciting times for Luca in the uh, All-Star game and more opportunities for him to do something in their later years. So just wanted to make sure we threw that out there. But as we move back to the season for the Mavericks, well, let's not forget prior to this break, the Mavericks were actually on a three-game winning streak um, and, and had established some great camaraderie and some great offense and just a lot of good things going even with Luka not playing in the last game prior to the break against the Oklahoma City Thunder the Mavericks had gotten themselves to a point where they were just playing really really well so as we left the break the Mavericks were sitting at 18 and 16 and thanks to a couple of teams losing the following day it actually helped us move up in the standings even without playing so before we even start we're now in the eighth seed at 18 and 16 and really look to make a move right now. We're really set up in a nice position going into this second portion of the season as far as what teams we have to play and the opportunity to win a lot of games and really get ourselves in a position where we're not fighting for a play-in tournament game where we could actually move up a bit higher than a lot of people think. Now, one thing I think everyone has to take into consideration when you're looking at where the Mavericks can actually get in positioning and what teams are ahead of them, the one that sticks out to me the most is the LA Lakers, who are currently in free fall. Without Anthony Davis to help LeBron and take the pressure off, when you look at the rest of the roster from top to bottom, there's not enough on there that scares most people. And there's actually nothing on there right now that's beating most teams, as the Lakers have really lost a lot of games since Davis has went out. And I don't see that changing until he's able to come back. And even when he does, we know this better than any team in the league. It takes guys a lot of time to come back from injury and be what they were. So... The Lakers are a team who are in trouble and are currently dropping in the standings and I believe will probably end up falling out of that four spot if Anthony Davis doesn't come back sooner rather than later. So the, opp the opportunity to move up is there for the Mavericks. We sit in the eighth seed and we definitely, definitely have a chance to move up, especially as we are going to kind of go into this second portion of the season and look at who we have and what record I think we can end up with just in this second portion of the season and where that leaves our record overall. So before I get into this, let me just throw this disclaimer out there. I know Mavs fans, I'm an over-the-top homer. I'm a guy who loves my team regardless of anything. If you have been following along with this podcast, then you can completely understand why I'm so excited for this team and the direction that we're currently headed. We had a team that I thought was really, really good. And then, of course, all the craziness hit and we lost players to COVID in a very condensed season to have guys out. It just affects our team dramatically, especially when you're missing basically five starters out of your lineup. I don't know a team in the league who was going to do well. And through it all, I hope you listened to each of my podcasts, but if you didn't, please go back and listen because I definitely supported this team since the beginning and even through the tough times, never lost hope and said that this was a team that once everyone came back could really make a push, especially with Carlisle as our coach. Of course, I got bashed. I got crushed by people on social media, uh, people 
on every platform that you can think of, basically letting me know that I'm crazy for having faith in this team, that we needed to make a trade immediately, or it was all over, Luca's leaving, all these things. And when you look at it, it wasn't even a situation where we were even close to being a bad team. Everything that happened to this Maverick team was attributed to injuries slash COVID protocols. Prior to everyone going out and Porzingis coming back, this team was looking really good and one of the better defensive teams in the league. And then, of course, tragedy struck and we went on a huge losing streak that affected us dramatically. Had we not lost all those players and found a way to win a lot of these games that we probably should have, and even in situations where we were playing really bad and had all of our players out, still had chances to win some of these games. Once we got everyone back, we were actually going to be pretty dangerous if you looked at it overall. So when these losses were happening, I preached out like crazy to everyone in the Mavs world, it's going to be okay. Let's just relax. Let's Give our team the opportunity to at least come back and be a fraction of themselves before we just say that this team is garbage and they don't stand a chance in the Western Conference. Because the way the Mavericks are currently playing, and with Porzingis now starting to look a little better, and now getting this extra time off to practice with the team, work on his shot, get to where he wants to be, figure out where his role is, in Carlisle's system now, the Mavericks are going to be even more dangerous now coming out the break. We had to have faith, and if you did, Mavs fans, it's definitely going to pay off for you now because as we go through this schedule, the Mavericks just have an opportunity to rattle off a lot of wins against teams that we should beat or definitely could beat as we look at this. So, as we get into it right away, coming out the break, the Mavericks take on a division team who is right ahead of us in the standings in the San Antonio Spurs on NBA TV. So right away, we come out on the national stage and play the Spurs. And I'm going to just say this. The Spurs are a good team this year, but they just do not know what to do with Luka. They don't have anyone on their team that can stop him, and no matter what they try... Luca has had the Spurs number since he has joined our organization. So I don't see us losing the game against the Spurs team with this much time off, with this much rest and time for Carlisle to prep and plan. So I expect the Mavericks to come out right out the gates firing and taking that first game from the San Antonio Spurs. And then as we move on to the following game, because I'm going to go through here, Mavs fans. This is... Uh, uh, gonna be a bit of a longer pod than you're used to with me here because I'm going game by game and I'm gonna let you know what I think about this coming up. So the next game after that is the team that we played right before the break, which was the Oklahoma City Thunder. We play them on March the 11th on Fox Sports Southwest at 8 o'clock and again, the Oklahoma uh, Thunder are a team that we managed to beat without Luka and I think Luka will be there for this one and definitely take the win in that one so right away i think we're coming out two and no again say i'm wrong i don't think so and the very next game we play the denver nuggets on march the 13th a saturday at 9 p.m on nba tv again right back on the national stage but 
Denver, while is a very good team and a team who is dangerous in a lot of respects, also is a team who just has trouble dealing with the Mavericks. The hilarious matchup of Boban versus Jokic is something that just, <laughs> it, it tickles me to no end. It just, <laughs> it's hilarious to watch because Jokic is obviously the 10 times more talented player and is definitely just, just, just a better player overall. Uh, just struggles against Boban. He just does not have his best game against him, whether it be because it's his friend and he doesn't want to beat him up or just the fact that he cannot do a lot of the post moves he likes to do against someone of Boban's size. I think the Mavericks always seem to have the advantage over Denver right now. So I give us the win in that one as well and, and give us a 3-0 and start to start off the second portion of the season. Now, the next four games for the Mavericks are tough, and it's uh, part of the uh, sets of the back-to-backs that the Mavericks have, I believe, 10 of here in this second portion of the season. And the first set of back-to-back -back games come up against the LA Clippers, who we know what they are. We know what we did to them early in the season. <laughs> While that game was awesome and so much fun to watch, I don't really see the Mavericks doing that to them in this game. Now, I do expect the Clippers to come out a little um, bloodthirsty, for lack of a better word, and really try to commit to getting a win from us um, and, and kind of go all out and, and give it their best effort. And... I give us a reluctant loss in this one as as it is the first game of the back-to-back uh, -back games with them. We play them on the 15th of March and then again we play them on the 17th of March. And the 17th of March game is actually on ESPN. And I believe on that one, on the national stage, the Mavericks will actually bounce back and take the second one in this set. So we'll split the series, I believe, with the Clippers in that one. They'll have all that early momentum in that first game and take the win We'll recuperate and get ourselves in the right spot and win the second one. So we'll trade off wins with them. And, and I think that still keeps us in a nice spot uh, at that point. And then, of course, we move on to the next set of back-to-back -back games. And that's set up with the Portland Trailblazers. We play the first one with them on March the 19th at 9 o'clock, again on NBA TV. So Portland is a team who is hot and cold. Um, in the same respect of the Mavericks, if their shooting's not on their team who can just really get beat pretty bad because their defense is not the best in the world. And uh, I think where that's different for the Mavericks right now is our defense was actually pretty much the best in the league over the last five games prior to the break. So the Mavericks can actually play some defense, whether anyone thinks so or not. And so again, on the national stage in the first game against Portland, I believe we're going to take the win. So I'll give us the win in the first game on the, in this set here. But when we play them again on March 21st, that Sunday at 9 o'clock, again, this time on Fox Sports Southwest, I'll go ahead and give Portland the win in that one. Maybe their shooting comes on, the Mavericks don't have a great defensive effort, and Portland manages to take the, the win from us in that one. So as we move on past those two sets of games so as i said those are the first two sets of uh back-to-back -back games with the same team we're playing uh that's already two of them out the way nice and early the mavericks move on to play the minnesota timberwolves on march the 24th a wednesday at seven o'clock on fox Sports southwest and i won't talk too much about that one minnesota is a team who just struggles and i believe the mavericks can can and should easily take the win over them 
And then we move on to March the 26th against the Indiana Pacers at 7.30 on Fox Sports Southwest. And the Pacers are a good team. Um, and the Mavericks seem to struggle against them sometimes. Now, we did beat them earlier in the season, and it was a really good game. It was a tight game with those guys. And I believe this time Indiana will come ready, and they will have a good game and take the win from us. I, I know... Uh, I know it's a, a win we could probably have and probably should have beer, but even me, who is the eternal homer here, uh, definitely got to put a couple of losses in here because there are some other good teams in the league. And obviously, we're not the best team in the league. Well, we're just going to just beat everyone. So we're definitely going to have some losses in here. But as I say that, I think the Mavericks take off on another nice win streak from that point. So after that, we go on to play the New Orleans Pelicans on March the 27th, a Saturday at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports Southwest. And I think the Mavericks take the win over the Pelicans. Um, they just don't have a team that really worries me right now. Zion is definitely a monster and a great player, but he doesn't have his best games usually against the Mavericks anyway, so I think we got a win over them. And then on March the 29th, we play Oklahoma again at 7 o'clock uh, on Fox Sports Southwest. I, I just... I don't want to talk about that. I just think we easily got to win over to Oklahoma City, or I hope so. <laughs> and then we move on to the end of March. On March 31st, we play the Boston Celtics at 6.30 on ESPN, another national television stage. And right now, at that point, I think the Mavericks just have so much great momentum going and really, really are on a good stride, take the win over Boston in that one as well. So I know that's one that we could probably lose and one I should probably throw in the loss column for us. But I just still think that this Maverick team has finally gotten to a point where they are just dangerous in, in every aspect. Because if it's not one of the bench guys, it's another. If it's not Hardaway Jr., it's Jaden Brunson. And even Trey Burke can go off for some big nights every now and then. Willie Colley-Stein is having... Uh, some nice games coming in off the bench, which is what we wanted him to be anyway. We never intended Willie to be our starter. So I just think this team is just really, really in a good spot. And at that point in the season, when we take on Boston, we should have some great, great momentum going and should be leading to more wins. So after we play Boston, we played the New York Knicks on NBA TV at 630 on a Friday, which is going to fall on April the 2nd. And <laughs> I'm giving us the win in this one, but the New York Knicks like to play against us. I, I guess they just really hold a lot against us. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it. They seem to uh, play well in, in any regard. And of course, Julius Randle, we just don't have an answer for him anyway. So we're going to struggle against that guy. I'm giving us the win, but I'm just going to say I wouldn't be surprised if New York manages to pull out a win against us because, yeah, they, they, they do that from time to time. So after that, it's a back-to-back -back night. We play on April the 2nd against New York. Then we move on to April the 3rd where we play the Washington Wizards on a Saturday at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. Washington is a team who has kind of turned their season around. They're They're actually a team who's fighting for a playoff spot right now, and... They're playing really well, but still, I still don't think they have enough to take on the Mavericks and win, so I've given us a win in that game as well. So, obviously, I'm giving us a lot of wins to start off this second portion of the season, but tell me I'm wrong. Listen to the names that I've listed and tell me that the Mavericks are really 
uh, in a situation where they shouldn't be able to beat these teams. I just, I have a hard time not picking us in some of these games. I, I try to be as biased as I can. And and definitely in this next one coming up on April the 5th, we play against the Utah Jazz at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. And Utah Jazz are a team who is just number one in the West, number one in the league, and to me just has a lot of 2011 Maverick vibes. They they play well together. They're a great defensive team. They have a great anchor in the middle in Gobert, and they have insane shooting all around him where basically everyone's averaging close to 40% from the three-point line. So I think Utah is a team who's going to maintain that top spot and be a dangerous team in the playoffs. So Utah against us on April the 5th. I got Utah taking that one. And the Mavericks definitely, uh, unfortunately, lose that game. So after that, to uh, clean the palette, I guess, we're going to play on April the 7th against the Houston Rockets at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. And hopefully just <laughs> wash out the bad taste of losing to Utah and get back on the winning side of things. And then move on to play the Milwaukee Bucks the very next night on April the 8th uh, at 8 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. Now, that's going to be another tough game on the second night of a back-to-back. So, I'm going to give that one to Milwaukee. They're still a dynamite team. Giannis is a guy who you just can't ever count out. And uh, they do have some nice pieces over there. I didn't give them a lot of credit when the, before the season started. I'll say it. I'll I'll say when I'm wrong. Uh, I didn't give them really any kind of credit with any of the guys that they signed. I didn't think they would perform the way that they have. But hey, you proved me wrong. Good for you. I, I don't care about your team anyway. <laughs> but after we lose to Milwaukee, I th- we move on to play the San Antonio Spurs again on April the 11th at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest, which falls on a Sunday. So a, a Sunday late afternoon game. I, I think the Mavericks take the win there because, again, San Antonio is a team that we just seem to have their number. And then on the second night of a back-to-back after San Antonio, we play the Philadelphia 76ers again in a revenge game at 7.30 on Fox Sports Southwest. But as much as I would like to say we're going to take that win, uh, I'm still going to give the win to the Sixers in this one. I'm, I'm, I know I want us to win that revenge game, especially the how poorly we played against them prior to the break. But again, I have to have some sort of bias here, Mavs fans, and... and there are other good teams out there, and Philadelphia is definitely one of them. So I see us losing in that one. But after I say that, I actually have the Mavericks winning off a five-game win streak. Now, I won't go into too much detail. On April the 14th, we play Memphis on ESPN. I believe that's a win. On April the 16th, right after that, we play the New York Knicks again on ESPN as we have back-to-back ESPN games on a Wednesday and a Friday. I think we take down New York on our second ESPN broadcast. So, again, don't want to get too much into those teams because those are teams that we should beat. So we move on to April the 18th where we play the Sacramento Kings on Fox Sports Southwest at 7 o'clock. And, again, a team we should be able to take care of and to should be able to pull out a win. Then we move on to April the 21st against the Detroit Pistons. At 7.30 on Fox Sports Southwest. And Detroit is a team who is improved and has, um, you know, gotten somewhere in the East. But that doesn't say a whole lot. 
Dillon Wright, we see him for the first time since our game of the first time got postponed due to weather. The Mavericks, I think, should still take the win over the Detroit Pistons in that one. So those wins obviously don't sound too difficult when you look at those four teams. Memphis, New York, Sacramento, and Detroit. The Mavericks definitely should be able to pull out wins over those guys. And you definitely hope so as we come into now a back-to-back -back set series with the LA Lakers. Now, as I say that again, this is falling on April the 22nd and the 24th. If Anthony Davis is not back in this team and in the lineup when we play them on those games, I probably am more swayed to us winning both of them. If he's there and even playing a fraction of himself, I can see the Lakers taking one of us. But in game one with the Lakers on April the 22nd on TNT, I see us taking the win there. And if Anthony Davis is there on the following game on April the 24th on ABC... I think the Lakers could take that win. But again, if Anthony Davis is not there, then I could see us winning both those games. They just do not scare me when I look at the Lakers without Anthony Davis. They're not a team that I'm just too concerned about. Now, I know Montrez Harrell likes to play against the Mavericks and does have some good games against us, but I just don't think he is enough to really get a win for the Lakers over us, especially where I think we'll be at that point in the season. So... After that, again, so I, I'm giving us the loss in the second game of the back-to-back -back with the Lakers. So we're, we will have a loss in there. And then on April the 26th, we move on to play the Kings again on NBA TV. So those three games in a row, two against the Lakers, one against the Kings, all on national TV because the Kings game is on NBA TV at 9 o'clock. So I just think we take the win there as well. The Kings aren't a team that just really can compete with the Mavericks when they're uh, at the top of their game. And I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that I'm just giving us too many wins here. But again, I would like you to go through this with me, Mavs fans. I'll take it as a challenge. Go with me, listen to this podcast, look at the schedule yourself, and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me where these teams should really beat us or they're not teams that we're capable of beating when we're having good games. So, as we move on just to the final portion of the season, um, the Mavericks on April the 27th play the Golden State Warriors on TNT. Again, stand on national television for the fourth game in a row. That one's at 8.30, and I, I think we should beat the Warriors. They're, they're not a team that, that really should beat the Mavericks when we're having everyone healthy and on their game. They're, they're just not a team that should beat us. And then we play the Detroit Pistons again. Uh, at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest on April the 29th, I'm giving us a win. And then the first game of May, on May the 1st against the Washington Wizards uh, on Saturday at 8 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. Again, I believe it's a game we should win. We should be able to take care of that team and take another win here. And following them, it's another team that I just previously mentioned, the Sacramento Kings, that we should be able to take care of on May the 2nd at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest, giving the Mavericks just another win. I know, I'm just going out of my mind over here. I'm just giving us wins left and right, but 
It's hard not to. I don't see how we should lose to Detroit, Washington, Sacramento, or the Golden State Warriors if we're having good games. I just don't see it happening, especially in this second portion of the season where I think we're going to be so much better than we were than we were on in the first part. So I, I still don't think I'm wrong here. So after that, it's okay. I got us having a couple of losses here. On May the 4th, we play the Miami Heat at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest, and I have us losing to Miami. Miami's a good team, and also just a team that has our number. They're, they're, they play well against us. I, I believe we did beat them um, last season, but they're a team that just really plays well when they play the Mavericks. They just seem to, to be on it. I don't know why or what it is. They just, ever since 2011, just have had our number, and... I don't really see it changing in this one, and Miami will take the win over us. And then we move on to May the 6th, where we play the Brooklyn Nets at 6.30 on TNT. So we'll have the early game in the broadcast that day on a Thursday. Um, obviously, the Nets are a really good team who just got even better with the addition of Blake Griffin. I... am going to give the win to the Nets in that one, because again, they are a dynamite team. Um, if everything pans out the way it's supposed to for those guys, then it's really hard not to call them uh, the favorites to win the championship now when you look at that lineup top to bottom, at least the starting five. The starting five now are just insane when you look at it. So uh, I got us losing to the Nets and, and falling in that one. So back-to-back -back losses. See, I gave us some losses in there, Mass fans. I, I threw a couple of them in there. We had a back-to-back -back loss. But then we go right back in the winning aspect here as we play the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, in back-to-backs here for the set against them. We play them on May the 7th is the first game on Fox Sports Southwest at 7.30. And I got us with a win on that one. While Cleveland is a good young team, I don't think they're any match for us when we're, you know, having the game that we should have. And then we play the exact same Cleveland team May the 9th. A Sunday at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. And again, I have us winning over the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we move on to May 11th and play the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest. And again, how do I not pick a win over that team? Um, and that just leaves the Mavericks with two more games to finish off the season. The first being against the New Orleans Pelicans on a Wednesday at 8 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest on May the 12th, and I got us with a win there. And then finally, the Toronto Raptors. We play May the 14th on Fox Sports Southwest at 8 o'clock, and I have thus losing to them. And then there we have a makeup game that was postponed from the Minnesota Timberwolves that is going to be played on May the 16th, On, but it's to be determined as far as uh, what exact day that uh, time that's going to be played. So... Even with that, I got us with a win over that. Finishing off the season with a win. So, <laughs> I know, Mavs fans, I talk a lot. I talk fast here. But that's what happens sometimes here on Mavs Content Crazy. I can run off a little bit with my content and what I'm thinking. But when I look at it and I look at what the Mavericks should be able to achieve this second half of the season, I think we're really in a spot where we're going to be good we're going to be a team that can contend and get to an upper spot. And I'm going to say that we're going to go with a 28-10 and 10 record at, on this second portion of the season.
I know. You're going to call me crazy. I'm going to get bashed. Everyone's going to say I'm just an overly biased homer, and I'm absolutely fine with it. But again, I just think that the Mavericks should be able to take care of a lot of these teams on this second portion of the schedule. We know that we had basically the hardest schedule in the first portion and have one of the easier ones this second go around. So we were able to achieve a winning record having five guys out of your, our lineup um, in some situations and still maintain a winning record in the loaded Western Conference and now have to play lesser teams in this second portion, I just think the Mavericks are primed and prepped to make a run. I think we're in the perfect spot. I think we're exactly where we want to be, and I'm excited for what this second part of the season holds. So when it's all said and done, once the season's over, you combine what we did the first part, combine what I believe we can do this second part. The Mavericks are going to end this season at 46 and 26. You heard it here first. That's my prediction. That's what the Mavericks record will be. If I'm wrong, hey, I'm no expert. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm just an insane Mavs fan giving my opinion to you out there, the fans, and hoping you give a crap. <laughs> and if you don't agree with me, it's fine. It's okay. It happens. You don't have to. I'm just throwing my two cents out there as an overly optimistic Super Mavs fan. So I believe the Mavericks are, are going to do some good things. I believe this second part of the season is a time where we can get really behind our team and get excited. Now, as a side note, I have just a bit more to get excited about as I will be attending most of these games as I was able to uh, attain my season tickets this year. So uh, excited to be back in the arena. I would definitely be uh, posting some things while I'm at the game. So follow me on Instagram at Mavs Content Crazy for pictures, updates, and information about the games as they're happening as I will be posting during the game. So uh Exciting times, fun things coming for the Mavericks and the second portion of the season, and I'm definitely glad I get to be there for it. So that's it for today's episode, Mavs fans. The Mavericks, I believe, will go 46 and 26 and get us a strong push into the playoffs and maybe into one of those top four to five spots. So I hope you enjoy what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, Follow and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mass fans. Thanks.